Hi, I'm Mark Raven. I want to tell you about a new podcast series that I'm producing. It's called Habitual Excellence, presented by Value Capture. You'll hear a range of voices talking about leadership and healthcare improvement. You'll hear audio of speeches by the late Paul O'Neill, and you'll hear conversations with Value Capture clients and consultants and other thought leaders talking about patient safety, staff safety, and what's needed to create habitual excellence in all that you do. Search Habitual Excellence wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe today. Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 304 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post that was published April 20th, 2020, and it's titled Remembering a Great Leader, Paul O'Neill, 1935 to 2020. Um, So it was a sad weekend uh, for me hearing about the passing of Paul H. O'Neill Sr. on Saturday. He uh, was 84. I had the good fortune to meet and spend time with Mr. O'Neill on a few occasions, and I'll share some reflections in this post. My condolences, uh, my my deepest, um, sincerest condolences go out to his family and friends, and especially to my colleagues at the firm Value Capture, who uh, either worked with him at Alcoa and or at the firm over the past 15 years. Um, I've linked to the obituaries um, of Mr. O'Neill from the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Um, you can find all of that um, and, and more. The things I'll, I'll reference here, including videos, you can find all of that on the web at www.leanblog.org audio304. And a few times I got to meet him in person. Um, I, I sadly never got a photo together with him. I regret that. On the last time um, I saw him, however, um, I, I was it was at the Valley Capture office in Pittsburgh in 2018. He was founder and non-executive chairman of Value Capture. You know, he, he was always called Mr. O'Neill um, by the Value Capture team. I think it was always due really to the immense amount of respect and love that they had for him as a person. You know, Mr. O'Neill didn't seem like the type of guy who would make you um, call him that. You know, I've always noticed that he was listed alphabetically, just like any other value capture team member on the website. I would guess he asked for that or, or people just knew that's what he would want. My friend and colleague Megan Scanlon tweeted, the world lost an incredible human today, uh, principled, disciplined, respectful, kind, and focused on facts or just a few ways I would describe Paul O'Neill. Grateful to have learned from him and I aspire to keep his legacy alive through my work and life. You know, as CEO of Alcoa, thinking back um, you know, to Mr. O'Neill being listed alphabetically and not on the top of the website, you know, he famously built a new headquarters building where everybody, including himself, got 81 square feet of open cubicle space because he believed in the importance and dignity of every employee and every person. I've heard him ask in um, different talks that I've seen him give, Uh, Do the people who clean the rooms at the hospital get the same level of respect as the surgeons? And you can can see that and and get a sense of his kindness and character in a video that I've embedded in the blog post. Um, It's it's from a documentary about uh, Pittsburgh. And, you know, in the the clip, there's some Mr. Rogers type music in the video. And Mr. Rogers and Mr. O'Neill were both part of Pittsburgh for a long time. I mean, Mr. O'Neill wasn't Mr. Rogers, but Mr. O'Neill to me had um, a resolute and serious, but 
but calm demeanor that both puts you at ease and somehow made you want to go out and do the best possible work with clients. You know, he wasn't going to put pressure on us, but it was something about him, you know, that made me not want to let him down in addition to the desire to do good work for clients and patients. So back to that last time seeing him, you know, Mr. O'Neill would definitely not make you call him Secretary O'Neill, although he had earned that title when he served as Secretary of the Treasury under President George W. Bush. Now, he enjoyed sharing one perk that came with that office. You know, his name was, of course, printed onto U.S. currency during his tenure. And, you know, he, he was allowed to have these real $1 bills that were specially printed with no signature on them. Well, why? Because well, that Mr. O'Neill could then ceremonially sign a bill to give away, as you can see pictured in the blog post. Again, that's leanblog.org slash audio 304. He was seated at the desk in the cubicle that was in his office. He had a cubicle like anybody else in the value capture office. So the bill that he signed and the commemorative holder in that photo uh, will be a cherished keepsake of mine. I'm going to get that framed um, all together uh, and with some of the words of his that mean a lot to me. So I first became aware of Mr. O'Neill's interest and influence in healthcare from a book called The Nun and the Bureaucrat, as I blogged about back in 2006. Mr. O'Neill was said bureaucrat, of course. And there's also a very good documentary that aired on many PBS stations based on that book. It was called Good News, How Hospitals Heal Themselves. I, I have a DVD of it. I, I currently I don't have a way of playing a DVD right now. Um, and I'm not sure if it's available anywhere online. I've tried reaching out to the producers. Um, you know, if you buy the book on Amazon, a copy of the DVD um, comes with it. So on the importance of safety, Mr. O'Neill has said, and more importantly done, many things that are inspiring in the name of worker safety and, and later in his life, patient safety. He famously made safety the primary public objective at Alcoa. Safety wasn't the only thing he cared about, but safety was the issue that everybody could rally around, a moral obligation, as I've heard him refer to it. As I heard him say in a talk, he, he told Wall Street analysts that safety numbers would be a leading indicator of how they were improving in general. There was a buzz that a CEO was talking to analysts about safety. That was, of course, a very unusual topic for a CEO to bring up. He would say, with leadership, all things are possible. Without it, nothing is possible. And I asked him once in a podcast interview, which you can find at leanblog.org slash 124, what the barrier was to improving safety. And he said, without missing a beat, leadership. What did he mean by leadership? I've linked to a blog post from my friends at Catalysis that explores this. Um, that's there in the blog post. I also heard him once say, that this is interesting. Most organizations are just riding a log down a river. So the quest for perfection required active leadership and doing the things that are required to work towards zero harm then leads to what Mr. O'Neill called habitual excellence. One chapter in Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit, explains this philosophy very well. And there's an excerpt from that book that I've linked to um, in the blog post. And habitual excellence would help an organization work toward what Mr. O'Neill called theoretical limits, such as zero harm. And, and that's something I'm, I'm linking also to an older blog post about that. Now, Mr. O'Neill didn't use safety as a slogan. He was deeply committed to that cause. 
And after leaving the Bush administration, Mr. O'Neill co-founded the Pittsburgh Regional Health Initiative, as he discusses in a video that's also embedded in the post. He then founded the firm Value Capture. And again, I've been very fortunate to do some work through them uh, the past few years. Leaders are responsible. One powerful idea that I've heard from Mr. O'Neill is that leaders are responsible for everything that happens in their organization, the positive and the negative. We can't have leaders, or I hope we wouldn't have leaders who want to take credit for the good and blame others for the bad. I mean, this reminds me of what Dr. Deming said about senior leaders being responsible for the system. The system generates a vast majority of the outcomes and results in the business. Mr. O'Neill didn't think he could delegate safety to anybody under him, and I respect that. I wish we saw more of that. So I want to talk about two speeches. I saw Mr. O'Neill give formal speeches about healthcare safety two different times. The first was at the Lean Healthcare Transformation Summit in 2013. As I blogged about it, um, I hope that video exists, um, but I've learned now that there is actually audio of that talk that Catalysis hopefully or I expect that they'll be able to share this. But I took notes that I shared in a blog post. And I also give a, saw him give a speech at a LeapFrog Group event in Washington, D.C. in 2015. So as I remember it, a few minutes into his talk, the hotel's fire alarm started going off. Of course, his first reaction was to encourage everybody to evacuate the ballroom and the hotel, and, and he did the same. He took the opportunity to lead by example instead of assuming it was a false alarm or being visibly annoyed by being interrupted. But again, he wasn't all talk. At Alcoa, worker injury rates plummeted over time, as seen in a chart that's shared on the Valley Capture website. And the stock price went up in that um, time frame, of course. So it had been about 1.9 lost worker day case rate. I think that's lost work days per thousand employees. When he gave his 2013 speech, that rate was down to 0.065. So it's much lower than it was at the end of his term um, as CEO in 2000. It was at about 0.2. So again, this is much easier to look at on a chart. You can go to leanblog.org slash audio 304. And um, you can see um, that, that link. There's an article, um, one, one of the obituaries, um, actually from NPR, said um, that O'Neill believed it's not okay if anyone ever gets hurt at work, his son, uh, Paul Jr. said. For, um, you know, they had an 85% reduction in its rate of lost work days between 1987 and 1998. So then I also had a very special opportunity to record a podcast with Mr. O'Neill, which was recorded by phone in 2012, and I revisited that and wrote a blog post about it in 2017. Uh, a transcript and notes are available uh, as well, and there's a link on the blog post. So with Value Capture, um, I've been helping them establish a new podcast series, making use of this time spent working from home during the pandemic. We were about to formally announce the podcast, but that'll be on hold for about a week. But we named the podcast Habitual Excellence in honor of Mr. O'Neill and that expression. So one thing we're going to do is share audio from speeches that Mr. O'Neill gave, including one video that's embedded in the post. That's going to be the first episode. And uh, that video is part of a playlist that I've created um, on YouTube. So I've spent a lot of time with these recordings recently, and I really never get tired of listening to Mr. O'Neill talk on these subjects. 
um, I went for a walk and listened to a Vimeo video that uh, was shared by a colleague over the weekend. In fact, I, I wrote a blog post about that um, on leanblog.org. So to kind of wrap up here, you know, there are three key questions. Mr. O'Neill always emphasized the importance of these three questions as I blogged about in 2018. I think we should all be so fortunate as to be able to answer yes to these questions in the workplace. One, can I say every day that I'm treated with dignity and respect by everyone I encounter without respect to my pay grade or my title or my race or ethnicity or religious beliefs or gender? And I've also heard him say, you know, it should be you know, without respect to any identifiable characteristic. Two, am I given the things I need, education, training, tools, encouragement, so I can make a contribution to this organization that gives meaning to my life. And you put a lot of emphasis on work giving meaning to your life. And third, am I recognized for what I do by someone I care about? Mr. O'Neill had a lot of people who cared about him and he deserves the recognition and re remembrances. There's really, uh, there's a lot of wonderful stories on his memorial website, which is uh, pauloneillegacy.com. It was set up by his family and his um, colleagues. So I want to thank you, Mr. O'Neill, for the example that you set during your lifetime. I want to thank you for inspiring me to try to become a better leader and a better person. So again, um, for links and, and for the videos and everything, um, please go on the web to leanblog.org audio 304. Thanks for listening.